1: Madness and mayhem in Melbourne overnight. Welcome to TC Live. Your entertainment for the next hour, leading up to all the action at the Australian Open. Both singles finals are now set, and it is something we have never seen before. Here are the top stories of the day: a real stunner down under. The ten-time champ is out. How Yannick Sinner made history against Novak Djokovic and will now make his major final debut. Plus, another thriller overnight. Daniil Medvedev comes back from the brink of defeat to reach his third final in Melbourne. The Russian tells us what changed after two sets. And we are just hours away from crowning a women's singles champion. Our experts break down every angle to get you ready for that big final. This is what's at stake. Daphne and Norman waiting to be hoisted by some heroes. Cannot wait for that. Today's featured match, of course, is your women's singles final. We've got the defending champ, Arena Sabalenka, taking on first-time major finalist Zhang Qinwen of China. More than $2 million on the line and endless glory to the winner. They've been out getting ready for this match already. Zhang actually lost her first set of the tournament, has been pushed to the limit three times, but here she is on the verge of her first major title. As for Arena Sabalenka, absolutely dominant the past couple weeks. Hasn't dropped a set. Looking to go back-to-back back in Melbourne. As we welcome you back into our studios, we're going five wide once again. Steve Weisman, Martina Navratilova, Lindsay Davenport, John Wertheim, and we brought in
2: the closer, my guy Prakash. To bring us home, great to see you. Welcome to the game. Thank you. I've been missing you guys. I've been enjoying the show. But I will say up front that I was promised that Marty was going to be here in person. So I am a little upset. But uh, Marty, hopefully, hopefully we'll get you in person very soon. Miss you. I'll see you in Indian Wells, Prakash.
1: Definitely. There you Definitely. Go. Excited to get the insights. A couple more days. Big, big day ahead where we're crowning a new champion today.
3: Yeah, it's always exciting. The final weekend of a major. And we're going to have two champions crowned Mm -hmm. over the course of the next 48 hours. Really excited to see, obviously, the women's final. What an opportunity it is. Ten years on from when Li Na was able to win uh, the Australian Open. So a lot of pressure on Zhang. We'll see if she can uh, rise to the challenge tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, for all the chaos in the women's draw we've been talking about, this is a very appealing final, and this also features a defending champion against a player, Newcomer of the Year last year, a player we've all been watching for a while. I think we get a very, in a way, a logical final after a chaotic previous six rounds.
1: All right, we'll keep talking about that one throughout the next hour, but let's get to the match everybody is talking about last night. Novak Djokovic, Yannick Sinner, Martina Djokovic was a perfect 10-0 in semifinals here. Sinner did not get the memo.
4: Yeah, Sinan had other ideas. He's beaten him two out of three times. He he played him, and uh, he came out firing from the get-go. He had a very specific game plan that he executed beautifully. Spread out the serving to all corners. Didn't hit as many body serves, but look at him at the net, easily putting balls away. He was 15 of 18 at the net, wins the first set easily with two breaks. Same situation in set two, as he gets another break here to go up. to go up 5-2, we don't show that yet. Anyway, we're on the set 6-2 and in the tie break, Sinner up 5-4 and Novak hits this beautiful lob, would have been down two match points, still faces match point at 6-5 and holds his ground. Novak, I mean, Sinner could have won this point, A little nervous on this forehand in the net, but he recovers after, this, after losing the tie break. Having a match point, he comes right back. Oh, that's he's still Novak winning the set, and he gets the crowd going. He wants to get back in there. He never had a break point those first two sets, and guess what? He never had a break point in the final set, in the fourth set either. As uh, Sinner just dictated play, Novak uncharacteristic forehand errors, but Sinner just solid as a rock. Forcing the issue, and I'm pretty sure Novak ended up running more than he wanted to, and Sinner does the impossible, beats Novak Djokovic at the Australian Open. Probably the second hardest thing after beating Nadal in clay is beating Djokovic in Australia, and Sinner did just that.
1: Yeah, losing here for the first time in six years, that 33-match win streak is over. First Grand Slam final for young Janik Sinner, dominated the match, winning more than 80% of the points on his first serve, nine aces. 54 unforced errors for Djokovic. And as Martina said, for the first time in a completed major match, Djokovic didn't generate a single break point. Let's hear from both players.
5: Look, uh, I was um, in a way shocked with my level, you know, in a, in a, in a bad way. I mean, not much I was uh, doing right in the first two sets. And, um, yeah, I guess this is one of the worst Grand Slam matches I've ever played. You're into your first major final. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to come here as prepared as possible. Um, the confidence from, from end of last year has, has for sure um, kept the belief that I, can, that I can play against the best players in the world, and, and I'm really happy that I can play Sunday my, my first final and, and, and let's see how it goes. But I'm really happy I come here with a smile and, and I try my best. For the first time since
1: 2005, the Australian Open final will not have yeah. a member of the Big <laughs> Three in it.
3: Wow. Insane! It was wild. Hewitt, Safin. Right. That's, That's how long exactly ago it was. Then. Oh That's my exactly gosh!
1: What it was. We talked yesterday. We needed to see it to believe it. Yep. What did you see?
3: Yeah, it was a remarkable performance from Sinner. One thing to do it two out of three sets indoors. Another thing to do it three out of five sets on Novak's favorite court. And Steve, every set here's Sinner winning three points on a serve crushing ground strokes, dominating the baseline rallies, getting to everything, feeling comfortable when he moves forward. Players look at parts of their game to improve. Mm -hmm. Certainly you're, okay, if I want to win a major, I got to do X. It looks like Sinner took his game and went, okay, I'm going to improve X, Y, Z, plus more. And really the whole package, that's really hard to do. Normally you focus on one area, maybe two, but everything about his game is so good now. I I was impressed that he was able to keep it through the course of all four sets. That's
0: what I think is so yeah. impressive. This is a guy who's got a history of losing five setters at majors. Last time he played Novak in a major, he lost in straight sets. He loses that match point. Novak absolutely steals that third set. What does he do? He resets and wins in four. That was really impressive. And here's a graphic that gives you a little sense of, of the history here. Um, I know, for, first Italian player though. Again, we point this out. He grew up as far away from the Austrian border as I am from Prakash. I would, <laughs> I, would I would, I would say that he's about as much Teutonic as he is. Italian, but uh no i mean this is really impressive and all of a sudden here's a guy who sees four and two against opponents ranked number one we have talked about him for a few years and we were waiting for that breakthrough guess what he has broken through
1: he has he's won 19 of his last 20 matches dating back to last october gosh, three of those are against novak djokovic what kind of statement did he make
2: Well, uh, being able to do it in a best-of-five-set match at a semis of a slam is a completely different ballgame altogether. I think there are two notable things to look at. Lindsay, you talked about all the areas where he's improved, but... Being able to sort of emotionally manage that in a situation like this where he's only been once before. He's only been to the semis once. You're playing a guy who's 10-0 in semis. To be able to maintain that after having the match points, like you talked about, John, in that fourth set, and just look very natural there. It didn't look like he was going for a huge win. He looked very much like this is where I belong and these are the kind of matches I should be winning. And then on top of that, on a separate note, Novak, he did look sort of a, a, a little slow on that first step. He didn't look like he had as much punch on that forehand, on that backhand. All his shots, a little out of place, 54 unforced errors. I can't remember the last time we saw him do that. That's a tournament. In in a big match, exactly. A semis of a slam. Uh,
1: To keep going with that, Martina, I mean, Djokovic himself said he was shocked with his level. One of the worst Grand Slam matches he's ever played. I mean, what happened? What went wrong?
4: I think two things happened Yannick uh, center is tall and he's moving so much better than he used to. And when Novak hits those corners he's used to getting a weaker shot back. But because of Yannick's height and reach he was able to neutralize those shots. So he wasn't on defensive much d- during the rallies. And the other thing that happened when he get older those bad days get worse and and they come out of nowhere. Also maybe playing daytime you know he's played f- four of his five matches in the night and you, your clock doesn't reset as easily when you get older as well. So it's a combination of all those things that think that happened and uh, Novak for the first time doesn't get a break point which is unheard of.
1: It is shocking and uh, this, the quest for 25 is going to have to wait for now we are guaranteed a first time Australian Open champion who is Yannick Center going to face. We had another thriller between these guys Daniel Medvedev Alexander Zverev Lindsay playing for the 19th time but first time at a Grand Slam
3: yeah and it's Medvedev who recently has gotten the better of this rivalry but it was Zverev in the beginning who was ready to go played one of the best matches we've seen against Carlos Alcaraz in the previous round and he continued that against Medvedev early on he was dominating from the back of the court he was more aggressive looking to finish points off at net. And that good serving continued for Zverev, able to serve 75%. It was 85% against Alcaraz, but still, that's a pretty high number for his biggest serves as he goes for. Other thing, he had 10 break points in the first two sets. He was really reading the Medvedev serve well. That went away in the second set, in the third set. And Medvedev able to get out of that set in a tie break. We go to the fourth set breaker. Zverev was a 5-4, and look at this at 5-0, a drop shot return winner from Medvedev. Can you believe it? The craziest shot at a weird time, and now we go 5, and advantage Medvedev got one of his first leads of the match midway through this fifth set, finally able to get on top of Zverev. Zverev kind of melted down those last couple of sets, fatigue set in, and it was Medvedev, Steve, getting through. Mm-hmm.
1: Second time this event, he has rallied from two sets down. Since the 2019 U.S. Open, no one has made more hardcourt major finals than Daniil Medvedev. This is number six. How about it? He is into another final, his third in Melbourne. First serve percentage increased from 50% across the first two sets to winning around 80% in the last three. Hit 22 more winners in the final three sets compared to the first two, and now Zverev has lost from two sets up in the two biggest matches of his career. Here he is on What Went Wrong.
5: He makes you work for every single point, and then once you you kind of can't really do that anymore um it becomes very difficult and obviously i was I was very close in uh, the third and fourth set but um i wasn't I wasn't you know the same player as I was the first two sets anymore you know I was kind of just hanging on i was not losing my serve, but I felt like in the first two sets i was I was really on top of his serve a lot um but that kind of went away um in the third set.
1: Well, Sasha says he wasn't the same player after the first two sets, Martina. Neither was Daniil Medvedev. What happened for him to be able to turn this around?
4: Well, two things. Zvier started playing worse, and Medvedev just started serving better, and that allowed him to play better during the rallies. Sasha fixed his serving woes and yips, but he still needs to fix that forehand, because when push came to shove, he just got the elbow. He could not hit through. He doesn't. He totally stops accelerating on the forehand, so he needs to fix that. And that'll give him a lot more confidence when, when, when things get close like they did uh, against Medvedev. But I think it was more Medvedev playing better rather than Zverev playing that much worse.
2: I, I, I completely agree with Martina. And I think a big element of that is the fact that he's just been here. More often. I mean, this tournament was the first time that Zverev beat a top five opponent in a Grand Slam. He he hasn't had these kind of reps before. I mean, this is the sixth time that Daniel Medvedev is making a Grand Slam final. He knows how to get through these kind of matches. He's won them. He's lost them. Sasha, this is still a massive opportunity. He's still trying to make it back to a Grand Slam final, which he hasn't for a few years now. So perhaps that played into... The last three sets, they're being able to bring a higher level.
1: Saw it in the U.S. Open final a few years back, now here in the semi-finals of Australia. What kind of scar tissue is building for the German?
0: Yeah, with, with you're talking about with Zverev. Yeah, yep. I, I mean these are really close matches. With the they've been on his racket. It's not just that he's been a few points away. He's been serving, hasn't been able to close. And yeah, this it's like credit card debt, right? This this like compounds and accumulates. And uh, I mean, really, you look at the statute for those first two sets, and you say this guy cannot lose, and he managed to find a way again. Two two biggest matches of his career, and uh, not only lost in five sets, but lost in five sets with the match on his racket. Not good.
1: Not good at all. Uh, Listen, from Medvedev, though, he said he was getting tired in this match, Lindsey, so he needed to get more aggressive. Did you see that?
3: Yeah, he did. He definitely moved up to start returning a little bit closer to the baseline. We've seen him kind of work with that this entire tournament. He's been far back for some opponents. He moved up for Herkoc. He started to move up to return against Zverev as well. But there's something about his fight also this entire tournament. He's had to play five sets a couple of times. He had to play four sets. And he's staying a little bit more positive in those moments. We've seen him in matches before kind of go crazy. We've seen his coach leave because he's been so negative – None of that has been with him in this tournament. He seems much more at ease with, okay, I can have a bad set. Okay, I can be down two sets to love and still come back. He's really finding a way through. And,
0: and, and I can play till four in the morning and readjust yeah. my rhythms. I think this has really been impressive.
2: Has that dog in it? Has that dog in it, Weissman? He, <laughs> <that dog in laughs> Speak of the dog, he may he may not
1: say it, but what did he say to his coach after the match? Yeah, karma,
2: karma. Oh, he, he, yeah. Yeah.
1: Watch the Netflix he's <laughs> brought, so, and, he's and brought, then you'll see
3: maybe why he said that. <laughs>
1: Taylor Swift version <laughs> karma. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. Jim Courier joins the program. We've got our world-famous doubles report, who took the first trophies in mixed. And we will get you set for tonight's women's final. Don't miss what Martina and Lindsay have to say about Arena Sabalenka and Zhang Qinwen. It's all happening on TC Live. Martina, Lindsay, John, Precaution, Steve, back with you. A reminder, TC Live comes your way 5 p.m. Eastern every day to get you ready for the action Down Under. And then it is Tennis Channel's Encore coverage with Brett Haber and Paul Anacone. You don't want to miss that. Well, if you'll remember, early in the Australian Open, we did a segment discussing the best active male players who have not won a major yet. And it went so well that Lindsay was like, why don't we do this <laughs> for the women? Today <laughs> yeah. is that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. John okay. sets the table for our conversation. Yes, it's the
0: title no one wants. Women's edition this time. Who is the best player never to have won a major? Let's say this up front. There is an element of compliment here. The candidates may not have broken through yet, but the implication is that they could have, perhaps should have, and may well still do it. We can also debate definition here. Is this a reflection of present form? Because right now you can make the case that Mira Andreva is the best player never to have won a major. She's that good and that swollen with confidence, but come on, she's 16 and was in the juniors a year ago. Or is the best player never to have won a major someone whose career resume suggests they should have, though their best days might be behind them? No right answer. But here are some choices. Uh. Yeah, very tough match. Uh, Oz Jabur has been to three major finals over the last two years. The pushback is that maybe like Casper Ruud, that was more about overachievement than missed opportunity. Maria Sakkari is a top 10 stalwart. Pushback, she has only won two career titles. Jessica Pagula is a top five player. Pushback, she's never been beyond the quarterfinals of a major. Karolina Plushkova has been number one and been to multiple major finals. But the pushback here is that she's 32 and currently ranked well outside the top 20. Here is an off-ballot vote. What about another Czech sensation, Karolina Muchova? She has been to the quarters or better at each of the four majors. She's not only reached the Roland Garros finals last June, but nearly topped Iga Swiatek. She's athletic and focused, and her biggest nemesis is not another player necessarily, but her health. And at 27, she's old enough so that there's no great pressure, but young enough that there's still time. Seven of the last eight years, the WTA has featured a different winner at each of the four majors. So we can revisit this topic soon and likely have an entirely different discussion featuring entirely
1: different candidates. Well, this might be even more difficult than the men's question because there are more women who have won major titles over the past decade. But here are six choices that could pose opportunities. Obviously, John mentioned Plishkova, Pagula, Jabir, Mukhova. But Alina Svitolina, few major semis, got to three in the world. Madison Keys made a major final as well. Martina, who is your pick for the best active women's player who has not won a major yet? Oh no. I think we're back on mute, Martina.
4: Sorry about that. The dogs are barking. I'll turn it off. I um, I think active. Um, yeah, it, it's a close toss up for me between uh, between Pliskova and Ons Jober and just because Ons has been in those finals three times, I will go for Ons Jober. Particularly the Wimbledon final where she really was a big favorite to win and she didn't quite get it, but uh Overall, the last three or four years, most steady and three finals. So I have to give my nod to Ons. I'm not sure she will get that opportunity again, the way the, the youngsters are playing as well.
1: Also got to two in the world. Lindsay, we only saw one person on that list who's been ranked world number one. I feel like that's a big factor.
3: Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. It's so hard because I think for some of the players, maybe the time isn't going to come. But on that list, I think the player who is going to turn it around is Alina Svitolina. She hasn't been quite to the top of the mountain yet, and she hasn't been to a Grand Slam final, but she's been three times. She's got a bronze medal. I love the way she's come back also after her maternity break. She's gotten a little bit more aggressive. She's trying to change the narrative of being the best player to not win a major There are some very accomplished players, but she was very close on this part of the draw as well. A back injury took her out. She had to retire against Noskova very well. Could be playing in a Mm -hmm. Grand Slam final later tonight, but uh, Svitolina is my pick.
2: I think a couple of ways you can go about this. Who, who's the best player the way they're playing now who hasn't won a slam yet? Or mm-hmm. who you look back on their career yeah. and, and who ends up being the best who hasn't won a slam. So I, I think I'm going with the latter. And I'm going to pick uh, Marty's other choice and go with Pliskova. Because there was a time when she was number one in the world. She's been to the semis of all the slams. The finals of two of them Where. She had that serve, which was arguably the biggest on the tour. And to have a weapon like that, you really would think you would have been able to pick up a slam or possibly two. And um, eight weeks, eight weeks is at, at number one is, is a big deal. So she was certainly in contention for numerous slams, not being able to get there, now 32 years old, mm-hmm. a little rough. But um, I-, I will say, John, too, that-, that video, you encompassed all the possible choices there, but you, you didn't throw a queen in there. And, you know, yeah, qu- right, qu- queen might go and get it gonna... today! You know? <laughs> She's two sets away.
0: Uh, that would have been cheating, wouldn't um, it? I mean, I think, let- let's just back-, back up. Like, this is... Pe- people, last time we did this a few days ago, people were like, you guys are so harsh. Like... It's a compliment. It's good. You're in the conversation. We think highly of you. Uh, you've achieved a lot. So this is in no way meant to uh, to, to denigrate any player. I, I did not think Mujov was in that sweet spot, you say, where there are enough data points. She's been in the quarters or better at all four majors. She took Egan to three sets and Roland Garros. And yet, there's also 10 years to get it done. So I, I don't – I mean, do we a, a player in their 30s, they may have achieved a lot. But I, I think part of best never having to win is – they still could. Um, I know, you know, this is one of these discussions that uh, w- winning majors, it's the coin of the realm in tennis. So uh, this is what you play for. I think it's a, a fair discussion to have. I just, this is all meant as a compliment. Uh, everyone's doing great. You're just one match short in some cases. No, I
1: mean, th- these players have accomplished a lot. Yeah.
0: It's wait, easy-
3: wait, wait, wait you have to choose thank, you now. Lindsay. thank you lindsey thank you Thank you Lindsay. gotta turn it no
1: nope. i t- so it's a subjective question <laughs> i know we were all like that <laughs> <You> <laughs> answer. and i'm, I'm with for gosh eight weeks Ooh. at number one doesn't plish lie yes okay. so it's plish plish but two finals world yep. number one okay. best to have yet won a major the accomplishments i go accomplishment i don't go with at this stage right now right. the mira okay. andreva call right it's it's what have you done for me overall overall overall, yeah. overall. that's how okay. i that's Fair. how i do this question but once again it can be taken multiple ways it's healthy discussion
2: fans like it it's all good what have you done for me overall (laughs) i like that i like that it's it's not lately it's like in life
1: (laughs) Uh, jim courier is going to join the program later and break down the men's final and when we come back we're breaking down the women's final that's right getting you ready for first ball Welcome back to TC Live on women's final day in Melbourne. For all the latest news, make Tennis.com your online information source throughout the Australian Open and the entire 2024 season. Matt Fitzgerald writes about Li Na's influence on Zhang Qinwen, and Stephanie Livaday tells you the secret to Rohan Bopana's longevity. Download the tennis app or visit the website. It's now time for the Daily Forecast with Fox Weather.
3: Good day, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather Meteorologist Amy Fries here with a look at today's Australian Open forecast. Mostly sunny, temperatures in the mid 70s. Pretty nice for tennis. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather anytime from your favorite connected TV device.
4: Not like I'm ignoring the pressure, I'm just shifting my focus. I believe in a destiny. Yes, I do.
3: It's Back to
0: back finals for Arena Sabalenka here at the Australian Open.
3: This was a clash, a battle from the start, and Arena Sabalenka again impressive.
5: Zheng Chenwen is an Australian Open finalist.
3: I think Sabalenka, she one of the most big hitters. Her forehand is really heavy, fighting for every point. Enjoy the final and let's fight.
1: So it all comes down to this. Arena Sabalenka trying to become the first woman to win back-to-back titles at the Australian Open in more than a decade. And Zhang Wen, 10 years after Li Na took the title, trying to do the very same thing. Uh, I have the privilege of being with uh, uh, two women who have played and won multiple major finals. So I'm going to start with you, Lindsay, and, and taking the Zhang side in terms of what the feeling is like before your first major final.
3: Oh, it's a lot of nerve, Steve. It's every player's dream when you're growing up to get to a Grand Slam final. Obviously, you want to win one. And for Zhang, I'm not sure she quite thought she was ready for this. Ranked outside the top 10 going into this tournament. She'd only been to one previous quarterfinal at a major. Hasn't played anybody ranked in the top 50 Mm. either. So she's had a nice draw to get here to the final. Obviously, a lot of pressure on her. Now she goes up against one of the best, one of the biggest hitters. Know she's got to be nervous. You know that the butterflies are going to be turning. So important early on in the match to get on the scoreboard, to hold your serve, to comfort yourself in the first couple of games, or the match can get away from you really fast.
1: Mm. Martina, for the Sabalenka side, what's it like to defend your first major title?
4: Uh, fantastic! Uh, you uh, you have extra pressure, but then you also have extra confidence because you've already done it, and it's not that long ago. And Sabalenka, the way she's playing now, I'd say she's playing better than she did a year ago, and uh, her brain is so much better. She's really embraced the pressure. And uh, yeah, it's not. Nothing seems to be phasing her. And if it does, it's in between points. It doesn't affect her play. So she's really grown a lot this last year since she won the, this tournament. And it's going to be hard to not for her to not to defend.
1: All right, we do have one reference point between these two, and it was a recent one. It was last year at the U.S. Open quarterfinals. It was all Sabalenka, Lindsay. She won 16 of the first 19 points. What do you take from this match?
3: Yeah, if you're young, you know you've got to start off quicker. you got to be ready to go. you got to be able to handle the pace from the very first shot. Sabalenka hits harder than just about anyone on tour, every single shot, every serve. And Zhang was caught off guard in the beginning, so really good for Zhang that they had this previous matchup. She now knows what to expect, but for Sabalenka, she's got to be so confident going into this one.
1: All right, they have had very different journeys to the championship match. Uh, Zhang, just the second player in the open era to beat six unseeded opponents en route to the women's singles final here. World number 54, Katie Bolter, the highest-ranked player she's faced. Martina, average rank of 81. What kind of a factor is that?
4: Well, there's nothing you can do about that as a player people may say she's lucky to get there. I'd say uh, I take away from that that they were not that highly ranked and she still struggled three out of those six matches won three sets. So that would be my biggest um, biggest worry for her uh, because clearly she wasn't playing that great tennis when she struggles that much against players ranked that low. But at the same time still the, pr- when the pressure was on particularly in the semifinals. She played really well. So yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for her coming up against Sabalenka.
1: On the other side, hasn't dropped a set. Arena Sabalenka, Lindsay, and dating back to her title run last year, she's won 26 of her last 27 sets here.
3: She's been ready to go, and great to see a player, as Martina said, embrace the pressures of defending a major title. Didn't have as easy of a route to this final as Zhang, and of course the semifinal against Goff, a huge win for Sabalenka. She was on top of that first set, let it get away, then almost lost it two yeah. points when Goff was serving for it at 6-5 30 love, and there was no panic in her eyes. We've seen some panic before. She has had a very motivated look every time she's looked over to her camp. That has been the biggest difference for me. Mm.
1: That was a statement win for her. She said she wanted revenge. She got her revenge. We will get Lindsay's prediction on this later in the show, but Martina, it's that time. Who's winning the match? <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to go with Sabalenka. You'd be crazy not to. Uh, you'd have to give me some odds to put my money on on uh, Zhang Xinwen because uh, Sabalenka has just been dominating. Unless she gets hurt or she just completely falls apart, which I don't see. The injury is a possibility. It, I really don't see it.
1: So a heavy, heavy favorite, according to Martina Navratilova. Yeah. Arena Sabalenka to take her second title at the Australian Open. We'll hear from Lindsay later in the show. But a lot more to get to when we come back. What we weren't last, learned last night is that anything is actually possible. From Yannick Sinner making history to the Medvedev comeback, Jim Courier joins to break it all down. Welcome back. Down two sets, and at one point, just two points from defeat, Daniil Medvedev fought all the way back to take out Alexander Zverev and book a spot in his third Australian Open final. It's his 10th win against a top-10 opponent in majors since 2017. Only Djokovic and Nadal have done that as well. So the men's final is now set. Medvedev and Yannick Sinner meeting for the 10th time, but the first in a grand slam. Here's Jim Courier speaking to the Russian last night.
5: A couple of hours ago, you sat down after the second set, down two sets to love. And I think we all would like to know what was going on in, in that big tennis brain of yours at that point in time.
2: Uh, I was a little bit lost, but uh, during the third set, I started saying myself that if I lose this match, I just want to be proud of myself. I want to fight till then, fight for every point, And if I lose, I lose, and uh, I managed to win, so I'm very proud. <laughs>
1: And as always, during this part of the program, we welcome in the Hall of Famer, two-time Australian Open champion, Jim Courier. Jim, you had a front row seat to both of the matches yesterday, but specifically this one. Medvedev, now three five-setters this tournament. What stood out to you about his comeback last night?
5: Well, just the fact that he was able to hang in there. Zverev was having another ridiculously good night on serving. And there was a lot of uh, change-ups between these guys. We started off in the first set. There was there's a lot of grueling rallies, some 40-shot rallies. And then by the sort of third and fourth sets, these guys have both deployed a lot of drop shots. They started coming into the net more often. I think they were trying to conserve energy because both of them came in with so much tennis under their belts. But it was, uh, it was a topsy-turvy match. There's no question about it. You know, Medvedev didn't serve very well the first two sets. He picked up the pace on his serve as the match wore on, and that was important for him. In the in the the third set, he got through the tiebreaker. Fourth set, mind game started a little bit here. Zverev was onto it; he knew uh, what was going on, so he had his uh, he kind of shackles up, if you will. But in the tiebreaker, this is where the rubber met the road, right? Zverev just two points away, serving for it, five four. Medvedev's able to wrestle that point. And then a big bit of good fortune for Medvedev goes to slice this return, which he meant to do, but he didn't meant to miss hit it. That that was a shank return that turned into a clean winner. And for Zverev, that one's going to haunt him most likely the rest of his life. He won't ever forget that moment because the match was basically close to done. And then it was just slipping out of his hands. And in this game also, same thing, Zverev got down 1540 because he butchered a 1530 high folly to the open court. And he wasn't able to escape that. And once he was down the break, the riding was on the wall. Medvedev just served it out. And uh, the handshake wasn't as frosty as we were expecting. It was okay. And there's a little bit of tension between Danielle and his camp, as always. But this was some contest of so much drama in this match. And, uh, you know, it lived up to the billing.
1: It certainly did. I went to bed, I was was up two sets to love, and I was like, I woke up. What? (laughs) Exactly. What what had happened? Uh, Listen, he's played three five-setters now. Uh, First guy since Baghdadis in 2006 to reach the final doing that. Do you think it catches up to him?
2: Well, I, I think having been in three, uh, six Grand Slam finals, he does know how to manage it well. But I, I think it's definitely going to take a bit of a toll, especially if you look on the other side. I mean, aside from that set that he lost to Novak, Sinner has just looked exceptional all the way through. And when you kind of match that up and the fact that I think it's a little bit of his time, There's a bit of a destiny element, I think, over here. Sinner doesn't look like he's making his first run to a Grand Slam final, and that's the end of the story. He is coming in, I think, with the player with the most um, sort of momentum, but there's experience on the other side.
3: Yeah, we had John Isner here with us the first week for a couple of days, and that was the night that Medvedev ended at 4 a.m., and we are talking about how much that's going to affect a player. He said, oh... No, not him. It would affect any other player but Daniil. For some reason, he recovers really fast. He doesn't even spend all that long recovering after matches. He kind of hustle, hustles his way out of the locker room, and he comes back the next day fine. And I don't know if that's genetics or if he just kind of takes it as it is, but he has this remarkable ability this entire tournament to come back from long matches, to come back from really late finishes, and be able to recover this might be a little different. This seemed even extra physical for him on the heels of everything else he's dealt with this tournament. But for some reason, he's still able to post the next match and look energetic and be able to get through. So I, it, you feel like it was it's going to have to catch up to him at some day, but I don't know. He's been Superman so far.
0: Maybe Monday. Uh, there's, there's, there's no way to know this, of course, but I wonder what dynamic it had. He took the court knowing he was not going to have to face Novak Djokovic in the final, the 10-time winner, also somebody who has gotten him in major finals. And you look at Medvedev, he thwarts Djokovic's attempt at all four majors in in 2021 and hasn't really won another major since. But you look at his record on hardcourt majors and keep in mind, he's got... This is playing a sixth final. He's lost four of them. The guys he's lost to, Nadal, not in the draw. Djokovic, now out of the draw. So he's only won one major. But you look at this resume on hardcourts, and you take out the fact that Djokovic and Nadal are the guys who are beating him in these matches... I wonder if he doesn't suddenly like his chances an awful lot, and I wonder if taking the court knowing he wasn't going to have to play Novak for the trophy
1: may have made a difference. That's an interesting point. It's 6-3 head-to-head for Medvedev against Yannick Sinner, but Sinner's won the last three, Jim. Who, who are you giving the early edge to?
5: Yeah, I, I think Sinner has the momentum and he has the fresh legs. I wonder if, if Novak, uh, sorry, uh, Medvedev's first serve percentage was so low, right around 50% in the first two sets because his legs were just heavy. And he wasn't able to get the kind of explosion up into it. He found it later on, but he, he's he been problem-solving his way through this. But Yannick Sinner has been the biggest problem for everybody in this tournament. He's looked flawless, of course. Novak tested him a little bit yesterday after throwing in a dog's breakfast first and second sets. Never seen him play like that in a major since he kind of became who he is. But Sinner has just been the man uh, from from the jump here who looks like he's ready to win one. Medvedev loves to play the spoiler. Uh, you know, he loves to get in your head and do different things. It will not be straightforward. You cannot expect that if you're Yannick Sinner and his team in, in the, your first major final. But his record, I think I read this, nine out of the last ten matches he's played against top five players, he's won. That's craziness. Uh, but the final has a different expectation, uh, different resonance to it. He's playing for history now, not just a win over a top ten player. So I, I can't wait to see it, it is. One of my very favorite things to see in sport, looking forward to this with, with the Chen Wen tonight as well, how do people handle the first time they step onto the court for a major final? It's always an adventure.
2: Hey, Jim, what, what, what kind of dog's breakfast are you talking about? My my dog eats organic. Are you talking about, like, a lot of protein? We're mixing up nope. some fat, no? talking about Alpo. Alpo. Kibble. Kibble. Okay. Yeah, no, no good. <laughs> no, <that's, okay.
5: laughs> the cheap stuff. <laughs> <That's> not,
2: <laughs> the really cheap stuff. Yeah,
1: Jonah's not getting that.
2: Jonah's not getting that. He's spoiled.
1: That kid's spoiled. <laughs> He's getting filet mignon. Up next, our widely acclaimed doubles report. See who could be taking home multiple trophies in Melbourne. Don't go anywhere. Back on TC Live, a reminder, the second major Right around the corner this spring, Tennis Channel will once again bring you extensive daily live coverage from Roland Garros. Rafa going for 15 in Paris. Do not miss any of the Grand Slam excitement on the Terre 2 in Paris beginning Sunday, May 26th all right mixed doubles final yesterday american desiree Kraftcheck looking to complete the career grand slam teaming up with neil skupski against sue Wey shea and jan zalinski john
0: yeah how did lindsay davenport prepare for a women's doubles final uh sue Wey Shea prepared for hers by playing mixed in the mixed final she's won six majors but has never won in knicks until yesterday spoiler this is just fun stuff this is like uh what we call her the Fabrice uh, santoro X. Uh, this is just fun <laughs> angles. Nobody plays the way she does. 38 years old Sue Shea playing with Poland's uh, with Polish partner in Zielinski, and this is just fun stuff. Strangely enough, straight set win, they won fewer points than the opponent. But uh, look at that, picking up uh, coaching there to pick that off. Sue Shea has told us she might not retire after all. Um, but uh, here she goes. Ball game. She's uh, won a title and now gets to play for
1: the Women's Doubles title with Elisa Mertens. Nice weekend. Winners split $112,000. Shea one win away from her seventh major Women's Doubles title. Uh, her and Elisa Mertens playing the winner of this match. for Kasha Elaine Ostapenko, Ludmila Kitchenuk against the reigning U.S. Open champs Gabby Dabrowski and Aaron Roundwell.
2: Well, Ostapenko, certainly the most accomplished player on the singles court, bringing all those skills here. You see taking that backhand big up the line. Kitchener doing a good job there as they're serving for the first set, setting up the easy put away for Ostapenko. Second set, again, moving into 5-all, it's Ostapenko. that this time, not the power she's known for, but finds a little field, rolls the forehand lob over her head. And now, showing a little bit of doubles prowess all over that middle, not letting a ball go by. Two tight sets, but straight, Steve. Yeah, Dabrowski served for both
1: sets at 5-3, could not finish the deal. Astapanko and Kitchen Up will take on Shea Sue and Elisa Mertens in the final. How about one versus two, Lindsay? It's all chalk.
3: <laughs> it's been a, a wonderful tournament on the women's side. We've seen so many of the top teams get new partners at the end of last season. And what a final that will be. That's on Sunday down under, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Mertens going for a second Aussie Open title. Won the first with Arena Sabalenka. Remember that? All right, still to come, Bet365 match preview has the odds on the women's final. You may be surprised with how much Arena Sabalenka is favored to win by. Stay with us. Welcome back. Do not miss a new series on T2. Good Trouble with Nick Kyrgios featuring the Aussie star in revealing conversations with top figures in sports, entertainment, and tennis. New episodes drop every Wednesday. The latest one will have Jamel Hill. Other guests include Gordon Ramsey, Mike Tyson, actor Rain Wilson, Novak Djokovic, and more. Time now for our Bet365 match preview. Arena Sabalenka, more than an 80% favorite to win against Zhang Chinwen. Zheng leads the tournament in aces, 48 of them, but she has had to play a lot more than Sabalenka has. What do we make of the odds, John?
0: Yeah, I don't know what that's based on. I mean, not a lot of head-to-head to compare that to. Obviously, Sabalenka, the defending champion, a fatter resume. I think one thing we overlook, sometimes we say, well, how are they going to handle their first big moment? We've seen a lot of women's champions. You know, the line: Iga, Rabakina. We've seen a lot of players step up in their first major final. So I would not discount the, the pressure of the first-time finalists because sometimes that's worked to their favor.
1: The odds too much in, in sabalenka's
0: favor
3: mm. i think a lot was writing on that quarterfinal meeting also in new york mm. last year at the u.s open where zhang was just completely caught off guard with the pace and power of sabalenka sabalenka went through that first set so quickly only lost a handful of yeah. points so i think there is a little bit of history there also the form that sabalenka has shown throughout this tournament it has been exceptional and it's, it's always tough i mean jim t- spoke about it earlier. You never know how a player responds. We do have a good history in the last couple of years, but we've also had some moments in history where it's been too much for a player when they walked out there. It overwhelmed them. Hope that's not the case, and, and I hope it's a great match.
2: Jung has played players all outside the top 50 coming into this final here, but at the same time, she does have one of those games where she lights it up it, it to some degree it doesn't matter who's on the other side because she can serve well she can hit winners off the return so i think at plus 450 and a nice little 175 to possibly take a set push it to three yeah yeah why not? I, mean, I think it's worth why a not? little <laughs> you know throw a few chips on there you know <laughs> why not
1: why not uh, listen uh, jim we, we talked about the match they played at the u.s open quarterfinal so we have that point of reference wasn't that long ago what does jung need to do to turn this match around
5: you got to remember back then she was really toggling her service motion. She looked like she was throwing a javelin back then. I remember in Cincinnati when it was all kind of twisted and turning. So it's a lot more solid right now. She's going she's gonna to need to make first serves because Sabalenka's absolutely been going nuclear on second serve returns and players have just been getting blown away on that department. So you need to maybe even take something off your first serve and, and establish a position early on. But uh, look, Sabalenka is the favorite. Could Zhang uh, get a set? Yeah, I I think, you know, if I were allowed to gamble, I might throw a little uh, little change on that piece of the puzzle. But, you know, I'm not allowed. So it's just (laughs) speculation, guys.
1: Throw, throw some money on the set. We'll see. So, I mean, like it hasn't dropped one yet, but we'll find out. Uh, what's trending on social media? It is the anniversary of uh, Jim Currier. Oh. 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 Yeah!
2: yeah. Oh. Open
4: 93. Yes. Oh, man.
1: Is that into the drink
5: yet? How is, how is that the anniversary? Was it, 21st year anniversary? What are we doing here? Is it <laughs> blackjack? Are we in <laughs> the gambling mode Eight right now?
2: January
0: 26th. That's why it's Come the Come on. And that, it's, he yeah. Starts with a three. The anniversary.
2: Jim. Of, at Jim. Everyone. Everyone's oh, talking you're right. about. Yeah, I need more coffee. Everyone's <laughs> talking about Holger trying to show his legs. You. You
5: showing Damn. some stuff oh, over look there. Look
3: at that. Oh. What uh, le- I what got led paid to a this? lot of
5: money for those shorts, Prakash. Yeah. I got paid a lot of money for those shorts. Um... <laughs> That was a pretty cool shot, actually. Uh, That was was because my coach, Brad Stein, the year before, had sort of dared me to dive in with him if if we won the tournament. So me and Brad took a dip in the 18th most polluted river (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Didn't you get sick from that? No, but um, I definitely bleached out. I'm a lot less tan than I used to be.
0: (laughs) What do we we give, judges? That's great
5: form. I'll say that's full, horizontal, you know.
2: Boom got kind of a certain uh, yeah and, in a, little, backyard and pool.
5: a little little tidbit little tidbit that was the third time we tried to get down to the river i was cramping up it was about 108 degrees that day wow. so i didn't want to cramp and drown so we, we <laughs> literally ran down to it turned back around and walked it off in the parking lot a few different times before <laughs> we finally made the move oh that's God. commitment ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's commitment. good entry 100% yeah. going for it
1: then you do this Thank the you. year before but like nobody knew about it
5: so in 93 they were that's like, right. they followed you no, they were just down there waiting. They okay. knew we were I mean, coming. This, this really yeah. should go down. Yeah.
2: Best celebration, Grand yeah, Slam celebration sense, right? from all time. That. Right? Almost.
5: Well, and, and here's here's what's funny. So Angie Kerber also did it years later. Andre Agassi did it one of the times he won. So it hasn't become a tradition, but it's been a foolish move followed by others.
0: <laughs> Can we get the uh,
1: pollution ranking on the river? Yeah,
5: I think we need that yeah. too uh,
1: that's a classic Eight, dive right there. 8.6. So good. Anytime we can show that. It doesn't even it doesn't even have to be an anniversary. Exactly. Let's show it during Roland Garros.
5: Why not? <laughs> Is it 41 years? 31? How
3: many years ago? It's been a while. 93. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back after
1: this. The boys shouting there. Their guy, Yannick Sinner, into the men's final in Melbourne, taking out Novak Djokovic. It's what it's all about. Championship Saturday down under, Friday here in the States. What is John Wertheim's stat of the day? Open source music, and here it comes. Uh, Here's our
0: stat of the day. The Queen trying to become the second player from China to win a major tonight. But look on the men's side, it's completely opposite to the women's. It has been 55 majors in a row since a player outside of Europe won a major. That was Delpo at the US Open in 2009. So on the women's side, we have all sorts of distributions, right? We've got Ash Barty, we've got Americans, we've got Europeans, we've got even Don Jabir has been to three finals from Africa. Men's side, the vital center of this sport is Europe, and it's not going to change. We're going to get to 56 straight majors uh, tomorrow.
1: Do we clarify Russia being just all Europe? I mean, it, depends, it
0: depends where in
1: Russia, yeah. but where these
0: players are classified okay. as Europe. But, <laughs>
1: okay. uh, I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, this
0: Europe is the nerve center of
5: men's
1: tennis. Don't be fooled. All right, time for a hot shot of the day. Jim, it takes us back to Medvedev and Zverev.
5: Yeah, this was when Zverev was in command, two sets to love, uh, and this is just Medvedev showing off his wheels and the racket skill. This is an incredible shot that literally floored Zverev. I mean, he she just was on this shot and out of nowhere. Most players are going to shovel this down the line and play for position. Medvedev stings it flat and hard across the court for a clean winner. That, my friends, is ice cold. That was awesome.
1: That was a TKO. Knocked him down, too. And that was the end of it. A couple sets later, Daniil Medvedev into his third final in Australia. But the featured match today is the Women's Singles Championship. Arena Sabalenka, Zhang Wen. It's all going down tonight. Of course, we'll be talking about it tomorrow with all the highlights. But first, prediction time. Prakash, who do you have winning?
2: Well, I mean, look, numbers say... Sabalenka, so you got to go with her. But, um, you know, I, I said it at the beginning when, on, when we did a little shout-out before the show. I, I, I'm pulling for the upset. I, I think it would be great for the women's game. We've been seeing new champion after new champion after new champion. I think it would be brilliant to have another champion from Asia. So why not? I'm going to go with the uh, with the underdog here.
1: Get him, queen. Get him, queen. Get
2: him!
5: <laughs> Jim, who do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with the, the fake bet that I supposedly just made on a three-setter. But I'm going to take Sabalenka. I Sabalenka. like Sabalenka in, in three sets because I'm, I'm talking my book. I want to be right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I, I've got to go Sabalenka with her history and how she won this tournament so beautifully last year, but also how she's progressed through to the final. A lot of, champ, a lot of pressure on a player who's defending a championship. Love the way she, her game has looked. Love the way her mind has looked as well. I think she wins in straights.
0: Last year's women's final, one of the great matches of the year. Well fought, well contended, well played. So first off, I hope we have high quality. I think we will. I just think Sabalenka wins. I think in straight sets as well.
1: Doesn't drop a set the entire tournament. We'll see what happens. Can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Jim, it's been such a pleasure having you every day during these TC Live shows at the Australian Open. Bringing those insights. Spilling the tea. Yep, we have that. Well. We
3: love that part.
1: Tea Enjoy the finals on Championship Weekend, and we'll see you back with us during Indian Wells.
5: I'll be back Monday morning at 6:55. <laughs> if anyone wants coffee on the way back from the airport, I'll see you there. Okay.
1: <laughs> Always great to have Jim on the program, and uh, we will be back with you tomorrow to break down that women's final on TC Live coming your way. 5 o'clock Eastern. Don't miss the Encore coverage Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern with Brett Haber and Paul Anacone. Enjoy the women's final. Will it be Arena Sabalenka? Will it be Zhang Wen We will let you know about it tomorrow. And, of course, break down that men's championship as well. Who's going to hold up the big trophy? Don't go anywhere because more tennis comes up after this.